This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, Episode 16. Today's episode is brought to you by Unconditional Media. Unconditional Media is the digital marketing team for therapists in private practice, specializing in services including SEO, Google AdWords, and custom website building. Head on over to www.unconditional.media to check out the services available and to book your free consultation today. Today we've got a great episode for you. This is another solo episode and I'm going to be giving you my six essential tips for the initial client phone call. All right, let's dive in. Let's talk about my six essential tips for an initial client phone call. So offering a free 15 to 20 minute phone or even a a video conferencing consultation to a prospective client is a really popular approach by a lot of folks in private practice. And it's one that can really pay off if you know how to handle it well. On the other hand, if it doesn't go well, it can really discourage a client from pursuing therapy uh, with you. This phone call is so important if you are in fact handling the phone call yourself. And when you think about the value of a client to your business, let's say a client comes 12 times and pays $100 per session uh, at at minimum, that phone call is uh, essentially worth $1,200. It's a $1,200 phone call. So for that reason, you want to make sure that, first of all, you're completely ready for that phone call. Make sure you're in a quiet place, that you're, that you're not super distracted, that you can give that client your full attention, reduce background noise, don't, don't do it with your kids in the car, etc. Now, I used to take, um, back when I did take my own phone calls, I would sometimes take them in the car, especially when I lived uh, in San Francisco and had a long commute. So <clears throat> I think you, you make that decision for yourself, you know, if you can be focused enough while on the road to make those phone calls and even make sure to just tell the client, hey, I'm on the road, hope that's all right. Um, but otherwise, I'm, you know, I'm focused on you and want to get, you know, get you started as soon as possible. So um, I want you to think about <clears throat> how this initial call usually goes for you. Um, when the phone rings and you see it's your business number coming through, um, is, is it something that excites you? Do you get pretty nervous? Do you feel like uh, a lot of pressure to kind of sell yourself? Um, or do you feel really averse to this idea of selling yourself? Kind of just get in touch with um, kind of those reactions and feelings you have and make sure you kind of clear out, um, kind of clear the swamp with any, in, any beliefs or thoughts or feelings that could get in the way of that initial phone call. It's your first contact point with the client, so it really needs to um, be handled in the right way, and it needs to have a lot of important elements in place. <clears throat> so um, when clients call, they, 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 make, they take the step of calling you. They want their search process for a new therapist to be over. Um, I have compared this in the past to online dating in that it's, it's, it's very similar in that the client probably finds out about us online or with some limited information. And by the time they call, <clears throat> they are really calling to confirm that you are the person for them. Um, so when they call, you've already got really what, what I would consider a warm lead and uh, a lead that is likely to convert. 
that just leaves it up to you to um, kind of do the heavy lifting of this phone call. So essential tip number one is, this might seem obvious, but answer the phone in a professional manner. Um, people are calling a business line, and even if it comes to your cell phone or, um, or is a separate cell phone or something like that, answer in a professional manner. Um, again, it might seem obvious, but don't answer with just hello or something like that. Um, clients are going to be confused right off the bat. And the reality is <clears throat> they're already anxious about calling you a lot of the time, especially if it's their first time in, in therapy. So make it really clear right from the, right from the beginning that they're in the right place. So something as simple as, you know, hello, this is, um, this is John or, um, Charlotte counseling and wellness. This is John. Even if you're a solo practitioner, you know, you might want to go ahead and get in the habit of kind of answering with your business name. Um, I think it's. I just think it's a good habit to get into, and it conveys more professionalism, even if you're a solo practitioner. Um, so, yeah, again, just convey that high sense of professionalism from the very first interaction, and make a solid imp first impression. <clears throat> Number two, use your counseling skills to get the conversation started. Right. So, um, <clears throat> a lot of people are nervous. They don't know where to begin once they have you on the phone. And they're really hoping that you take the reins right away. So I usually start out with something like, um, I'm so glad you called. Thanks for getting in touch. Tell me a little bit about what's going on for you. And then gauge how comfortable they are answering that question. Do a little bit of reflection, but don't overdo it. It's really easy to turn this into a counseling session and you want to avoid that. So you got to strike that balance between reflecting, but also not going deep or, or having this turn into a 40 minute phone call or a free session. <clears throat> so they're going to explain what's going on. So they say, well, I've, I've had this anxiety for such a long time and now uh, I have this fear of flying. So every time I get on a plane, I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. That leads me to number three. So in number three, demonstrate your expertise. This can be in a small way, but expanding on those basic listening skills, the first opportunity, um, you, this is the first opportunity for you to also convey your value and expertise to them. So <clears throat> I might reflect back and say, all right, so you've got this anxiety. It started in high school, but now it's a lot worse and you're getting anxious every time you get on a plane. And then I say something like this you're in the right place. So I treat issues like the ones you're describing every day. Here's how I've helped people through these kinds of issues in the past. And then I kind of fill them in, right? So I demonstrate to them, um, again, this affirming experience of um, you're in the right place, you called the right person, I know how to help you, and here's exactly how I've helped someone like you. I can't tell you how effective this is at um, uh, really getting people um, getting people in the door, right? And just showing them that, hey, I'm not just going to sit and listen to you on the phone and reflect and then let that be it and say, oh, okay, I reflected now, you know, do you want to come in and become a client? They want to see uh, how exactly are you going to help me, especially because they, they're unlikely to, to initially kind of understand the process of therapy uh, or even the different kinds of therapy. So rather than just saying, oh, I do CBT for anxiety, I might say, um, you know, here's how I use something called exposure, you know, therapy to help someone with their fear of flying and give them just kind of um, uh, an overview of how that therapy looks and then the outcome of therapy. 
when you're selling anything, really, you want to focus on the outcome of that thing, whether it's a product or a gadget, or in our case, it's a service. You want to talk about how their life can be different as a result of your service. <clears throat> All right, number four, be prepared to talk about money. Super, super important, especially if you are running a private pay practice, you got to be ready to talk about your fees. So the way I handle it is when a client asks, I start off by just plainly stating my fee um, with, the, with an appropriate level of confidence, right? And then I have a second part um, that goes after stating my fee that's ready to go. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up with a really awkward silence after you state your fee. And the client just kind of sits there thinking it through, thinking of reasons why it's too expensive, etc. Um, or waiting for you to say, Oh, but, the, but if that's too much, you know, I'll see you for $60. All right. So I might just say something like, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a specialist with advanced training and anxiety or cognitive therapy, and my fees is 150 per session. I provide statements to my clients at the end of each month called super bills. And uh, most of my clients that works really well for, they're able to get at least partial reimbursement for the cost of therapy. Then I launch right into essentially um, when my first opening is. I might offer them two openings. But again, let's unpack that for a second. So I state, um, sometimes I will state the fact that I'm a specialist. That helps rationalize my fee or why I'm just out of pocket. I go right into explaining how the process works for seeing an out-of-network provider. So I provide statements to my clients at the end of each month. And then I, I, I emphasize that this works really well for most people. And so they think, okay, even if I haven't done this out-of-network thing before, if it's working for other people, it'll probably work for me, right? Um, <clears throat> and then, again, without just having this long pause or letting it linger and stating all of this like a question, I just state it, I put it out there, and then I offer them some times to kind of keep that process moving, right? <clears throat> Stay positive, help them get the information that they need, right? So you should also already know before you pick up the phone whether you have a sliding scale slot to offer at the moment and how far you're willing to slide based on your current caseload of full fee clients. I really, I really recommend having a select and, and kind of definitive number of slots available for sliding scale, holding those numbers and making sure you know exactly how much, um, what fee you'll accept for uh, those slots. So have all that information ready before you pick up the phone. And then, you know, in terms of your decision as to whether or not to slide, make you can make that call and be ready to make that call on the spot. So he, my criteria are essentially, is this person a good fit? Do I want to work with them? And is there a real financial need here? Right. So if all those things um, are a yes, then I'll be willing to slide. And so they might say, oh, I really want to work with you, but 150 is just too much. And <clears throat> I'm, uh, you know, I'm just bartending right now, but I really want to work with you. And if I really want to work with them, I might say, all right, definitely. I know that therapy is an investment. Um, I think you're a good fit for my practice. So um, let's talk about a, a, a reduced fee. What are you comfortable paying? And they might say, oh, well, how about, uh, I don't know, $40. And then I might say, you know, th so the lowest I can take right now is $75 for my practice. Um, this, you know, is that, is that a comfortable fee for you or can we start there and, and kind of see how it goes? Something like that. You know, don't, don't overthink it. Um, don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Just kind of state it, try to make it work. And if it doesn't, um, 
you know, don't go out of your way to, to slide further or to kind of sacrifice your own bottom line. All right. Number five, have your calendar ready. So, um, most clients will really benefit from booking their first appointment at the end of that phone call. Um, some people have already waited weeks or months to start therapy or to reach out. So this is a really big deal. And you want to both acknowledge and validate that and be ready to, again, convert this, um, this lead into an, an actual client. So I, I try to book everyone at the end of the session, even if they're a little bit ambivalent about um, going ahead and scheduling. I just tell them, hey, if you need to reschedule, you know, we have a 48-hour cancellation policy and you'll get a reminder from Simple Practice at 48 hours. So you can cancel them, but let's go ahead and put you on the books and, um, and then I'll hope to see you, you know, expect to see you next Tuesday at 4.30. Most clients are going to be relieved to be able to do so. And again, I think a lot of clients just need that extra push to say, yeah, this is a good call. This is something, this is a smart move on your part and let's go ahead and put it on the books. And I think they hang up that phone feeling better about the fact that they took that step and they got something locked in. So again, have your calendar ready, um, have it in front of you, ideally. Just offer maybe two to three slots at most, especially if you're in the beginning, don't offer, oh, I'm available between nine to five, Monday through Thursday, what time do you wanna come? Um, even if you're new in practice, you wanna just offer a couple slots to as to not convey how non-busy you are <laughs> and, and make it easier for them um, to just choose from a couple slots. So, all right, number six, super important, instill hope. You do this from the initial client phone call right off the bat. We know from common factors research in academia that hope and client expectancy is a significant factor in predicting therapeutic outcome and success. So you want to convey that sense of hope from the very beginning. And this happens when you accurately capture the picture that the client is painting for you during that phone call. You summarize their needs and then communicate to them that things will get better and here is how. This sets the stage for great therapy work and a really satisfied consumer. All right. So think about what your conversion rate is for when clients call. Are you converting half of your clients, half of these calls? Are you converting 60%? What could you do to um, have a higher conversion rate? Right. Think about this. Think about implementing some or all of these strategies and then um, check again to see what your conversion rate looks like. Um, how can just think about how can I approve this really critical um, part of my business? So, all right, well, I hope you enjoyed these tips. Try to implement them or even just implement one of them at a time. Make, make some little repeatable changes in your practice and um, over time you will get there. You'll get the hang of all of this. So um, as always, I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.